I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. I can't believe it's episode three, you guys. I can't believe it's uh it's here. We've we've done two full episodes. This is the third. I know I can count. It's amazing, right? Um I'm really uh I'm really excited about this. It's been a lot of fun staring at the wall in my office and and talking to friends and feeling a little more normal. Now, I know this episode isn't going to come out until June, um, but I'm recording this in May. Kind of wanted to get a couple on the can before I started releasing the show. So I'm not sure what the world is like out there in June. June, I hope you're better than May. I would love to see a friend or two sometime soon, but I know that we're all staying safe and helping keep this virus under control-ish. Maybe it's a little more under control in June. I don't know. Um, but that's not what this podcast is for. This podcast is to lift your spirits and hear a couple funny stories. Today on the show, we have Michael Campion. You know him from Fuller House. He's super funny, super young, and he's probably going to take over the world, which I would totally support. So everybody, give a warm welcome to Michael Campion. Michael, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm here in my office. Uh, kind of bored today, but that's all right. I have this interview. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's it's something to look forward to. Definitely. There's not much to look forward to nowadays. 
No, there's not. I know. When I started this, I was like, I just need something to do, truly. Exactly. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. Gives us something to do. So um, you're you're only 17. You're just a baby. I am 17. I'm going to be uh, uh, 18 in July, actually. It's really? What's your birthday? Uh, July 26th is my birthday. Oh, my gosh. I'm the 25th. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Woo-woo. Leo's in the house. Heck, yeah. Let's go. I love it. Oh, my God. So you're almost 18. Do you have any big plans for being 18? Any big plans, man. I, I wish I could tell you. I mean, uh, my, my, my birthdays since like 10 have been pretty low key. I think 18 is big, but uh, what's the first thing I'm going to do as an adult? Uh, I mean, you know, those th- those commercials that say like you have to be 18 years older, uh, yep. 18 years old. Or older to call. I'm gonna call those, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy something. That's probably you're gonna buy something. That's amazing. Gonna- I went to um, there's a casino out by Palm Springs called Morongo, and you only have to be 18 to go to that casino. Oh, so I went to that casino and I bought lottery tickets from a gas station, and that was my big 18. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit more eventful than calling a commercial. Yeah. Well, who knows what we'll actually be able to do by then? So you know, yeah, I was commercial it... might be big. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to keep it low key. I didn't want to put myself <laughs> too out there. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, happy early, early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so you're about to be 18, but you started in the industry pretty young. So tell me, tell me about how you got into this crazy world of acting that we love so much. Yeah, uh, man, I, I can't really remember a time where I where I wasn't performing in some way or another. Um, pretty much out of the womb, I was this big extroverted kid who would just go up to strangers and talk to them, and I I loved you know, presenting. I didn't, before I even knew like, what presenting was, uh, my mom told me a story about when I was three and she put me in this um, Halloween costume competition and I dressed up as Elvis and I was quote unquote working nice. the judges. Yeah. And I actually won like first place in the big prize anyways. So my, my point is <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, but the actual like industry industry, um, I think I got into when I was like, six i did my my very first like professional commercial um but my biggest thing obviously has been fuller house and that's taught me you know so much more about the industry way deeper you know all that good stuff all the all the fun stuff that you get to learn after being on a set for so long it's honestly really great um when you are not in a toxic environment because i know a lot of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be amazing, but it can also be uh, a nightmare. <laughs> it's true. I just um, I just had a binge episode of a community, and I went through the whole thing. And it's interesting because all of a sudden Chevy Chase just disappears from the show, and I looked it up, and there was like a bunch of awful things going on behind the scenes. And I was like, oh, I get it. Okay, that's fine that he's gone. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so that ah, it just leaves a, a pit in my stomach because. I definitely don't want to experience anything like that. But knowing that, you know, other shows are, are operating under those conditions just makes me sad because, you know, Fuller House was was honestly near perfection, like chemistry wise for everyone. Aww. Yeah, I, I'd say so. OK, so before we get to your your story, because I think it revolves around that, if I'm correct. It does. Um, indeed, yes. Okay, so before we get there, I want to go back and talk about your theater experience a little bit, because I saw that you were in a... Uh, Pasadena Civic 
show recently. That's is that correct? correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. So, theater. I love theater. Do, have you I, been doing that for a long time since you started? I, right. I have been doing theater for uh, quite some time. I didn't really count that as me being in the business, but um, I would say that me acting has gone like officially acting was, uh, I think I was about five. And my very first role ever in anything was uh, in Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka. <laughs> so that was oh, very no. fun. <laughs> that kind of kickstarted my whole acting situation. Please uh, but, tell me there was orange makeup involved. Oh, there was so much orange makeup. It was beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, it was great. So I had all the orange makeup and I fell in love with like this community theater called the Magic Curtain in, uh, in Florida. I actually, I, I live in Orlando, Florida. Oh, wow. Um, so, so from there, I, I would do um, every uh, play that they had. I mean, whether it was like a fairy tale thing or just like a one-off show, uh, I was always involved. I loved doing it. And uh, I usually got one of the principal characters. Um, I was like the prince in, in most of the uh, fairy tale um, oh, Prince yeah, that, Charming. Prince Charming, like like seven-year-old me, Prince Charming. Um, I was like Jafar. I was a scarecrow in um, The Wizard of Oz. So a lot of really I mean, great. How fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had been doing theater for, for quite some time before I transitioned into like film and, and TV. But this most recent one that I did, oh, I love, man, I just forgot how, how fun theater was, truly. Because... <laughs> Like you really feel like you're a family with these people. Yeah. We we all traveled out of state. We all went to North Carolina and we were in this new environment. We had to stick together and we became really close and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but besides that, just being in theater is the craziest experience because you're on stage, you're live, like everyone's there. You're laughing like, like, like they're, they're you typically have at least two costumes on because you never know when you're going to have to throw that other one off and put the other one on. Exactly. Quick changes are huge. Uh, You have to have (laughs) lots of experience in that. Um, I remember just like bolting up the stairs trying to get to my dressing room for the next scene. I was like, oh no. Uh, So I had to kind of get that learning curve down um, because I never really had to do quick changes before when I was little. They're crazy. They're crazy. I remember when I was a kid and I had to have like my pajamas over my finale beautiful dress. Right. And so it would be just go backstage and throw the pajamas off and go back out in like 10 seconds. It's <laughs> crazy what theater actors are able to do so quickly. Oh my gosh. It's like magic. I don't know how the other professionals do it so fast. I was ju- I would I just barely got there on time. I was like out of breath coming down for the next <laughs> You're like, hold on, like, just give me a second. Give, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of magic, I saw that on your Instagram, you do magic and you're a part of the magic castle. What the heck, man? I Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I feel like there hasn't been a time where I wasn't performing and magic is just kind of a, another outlet for me. Um, when I was eight, my aunt and uncle who uh, were clowns for the Ringling Brothers Circus actually got me a, what? a, a magic kit yeah for my eighth birthday and uh, man I come from a very magical family my, my mom no kidding she, you guys she, sound dope yeah <laughs> yeah my, my my mom is a fairy godmother um at Disney World oh my Orlando. gosh uh-huh yep yep so my, my my mom's whole side they're all performers I got the got the performing gene oh you were born to do this <laughs> a little bit yeah uh, but the, but the magic castle situation, um, came about because, well, I hadn't been doing magic for a while. I kind of set it aside because Fuller House was taking a lot of priority in school mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was just kind of hard to balance. 
I was in this new place, you know, a, a lot of new things were going on. But right. when I heard about the Magic Castle, like junior program, also for people who don't know what the Magic Castle is, it's this, um, <laughs> I, I guess. It's I guess like it's a, it's a like club. a club. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it, it's a club for magicians and it's this mansion, like this, like Victorian style mansion in the middle of Hollywood mm-hmm. and people can go there only like by exclusive invite from magicians that are in, in the circle and they can go there. Uh, they can have uh, dinner or brunch and uh, there's various different showrooms that you can go see live magic and it's beautiful inside there it's very small so stunning very dark oh it's amazing it's just such a unique experience and uh, no cell phones which is the best rule zero cell phones you cannot take I love it. pictures oh, i love it so much and yeah and there's a very strict dress code they won't let you in it's it's literally like this surreal time bubble where you're just in this magical realm for a bit. Anyways, I was fortunate enough to uh, get into the junior program by audition. They only hold like two auditions per year and they only let like like three out of the 24 kids in at a time. Whoa. It's really crazy. Yeah. So I had a very strict set of things that I that I had to um, abide by. Like I could hmm. not go over five minutes or else I was like instantly disqualified. Holy um, crud. I know. I know. And uh, the the, the material had to show like who I was and it had to be close up and it was uh it was a little bit stressful but nothing I couldn't really handle just mm-hmm. because I've been doing magic for for so long and um now and the acting I, chops had to come in handy as well oh that I, I think that's why <laughs> I'm a good magician yeah because I, yeah be, because I've been acting for so long it um just really transfers over into I, acting is a very transferable skill for for a lot of things it does help with a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but now I'm performing brunch there, and it's really great. Anyone who wants to come see me when it opens back up. <laughs> That's so fun. I've gone to Magic Castle a couple times, and I'm one of those people that when I watch Magic, I just kind of like scream internally because I'm like, how are you doing this? How are and you I'm, blowing my mind? <laughs> yeah, how are you blowing my mind? And I'm definitely the person, you know, the the big showroom that they have. I'm definitely the person in the big showroom who sits in the back and like screams when things happen <laughs> because I'm like, there's no way this can actually be real. You it's are crazy. the best spectator ever. I oh, love spectators like you. It blows my mind. Like I literally <laughs> cannot handle it. I saw um, David Blaine as well. And I legit nearly walked out because I was just so mind blown. I was like, I can't deal with this. It's too much for me. I love being on the other end and being able to like deliver that experience to people. Because oh, oh, I get fooled so easily. Everyone makes fun of me because I, I'm not very like technically inclined with magic. Like I don't know how a lot of the tricks work. Because yeah. that's just not like I, I know some guys who go really deep into theory, and I still get my mind blown. I'm like, whoa, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> that's you know? me. I'm yeah, that so I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Oh gosh, yeah. My friends love to take me to the Magic Castle purely to watch my reaction because I just I lose it. I lose oh, it. I love to. I, hey, I'd love for you to come to Magic Castle and see I me. Will. I will pick you every time <laughs> yes. for all the tricks I have to do. <laughs> Yes, when it reopens, I will come see you just so that I can sit there and scream. (laughs) I'll get you a front row seat. It'll be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. 
and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so now that we've talked a little, let's um, let's do your story. I'm so excited to hear this. I do have a bit of a story. I, I, I do. Um, and it does revolve around Fuller House. Uh, and this is sort of the, you know, the... The role that got away, but Ish. a lot of stuff happened. So let me just explain. <laughs> um, I okay. So this go go back to like 2016. Okay, this is June. I'm pretty sure, and I I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm 12 years old, and Aww. I I got this audition for an untitled sitcom, and I'm like, oh, okay. And so Love when I that happens. Uh, right. And so I read the part and I self-tape it with my acting coach, who I go to for all of my self-tapes. And I didn't really think much of it. I was like, okay, I did my part. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I got a callback. And I was like, oh, this is this is great news. Got a callback. Uh, still untitled sitcom. They just gave me a few notes. And I was like, all right, I did it again. No problem. Then the <laughs> third time they called, I was getting a little bit like, oh, shoot, like, this is for real. And right. then in the email, they said, this is Fuller House, like the sequel oh to Full House. I know. And and that's I, when you just immediately lose it. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and my heart just, like, sank. I yeah. was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this feels so much bigger <laughs> than I thought it was. And uh, um, <laughs> I I loved Full House. I mean, I, I watched it on Nick at Night with my mom and a lot mm. of friends and Fresh Prince Bel-Air. George Lopez. Um, so this this was a lot of me. And I was like, Mom, like, I really got it too good. And she's like, <laughs> okay, okay, like, let's, you know, figure this out. So I go in for my third audition. And uh, they wanted me to, like, wear something specific and have my hair specific. And uh-huh. usually that doesn't happen right. unless they're, they're really liking your performance. So I did the best I could. And then came the fourth audition. And I was oh like, God. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I had <laughs> butterflies. And but at, at that point, they were like personally emailing me and telling oh my me about the character. And I was like, okay, okay, be calm, stay calm, <laughs> be, 
do the part, do the thing, because it's so rare that, that you get this far. And, and even right. if you get this far, it's hard to tell how good you're doing because you could get all, all there and they're like, nope, he's not tall enough. Or, oh, mm -hmm. you don't like his hair color. So that's a little disheartening. And, I, and that thought was just in the back of my mind the entire time. But again, I did the best I could. I was wearing this Uncle Jesse type like vest and i was supposed <laughs> to be like the bad boy the, the character was much different in the beginning I, yeah i was gonna say this does not sound yeah, like the this, is not, I'm this is not jackson no uh no. well first of all his name was jd oh I, wow i guess cool. i guess a play on i guess a play on dj i i, I mean okay yeah uh, that's, also that's interesting it, it's a bit on the nose i think his name yeah, was like jackson jackson douglas i don't know what it was anyway <laughs> so uh i send in my my fourth tape and then i was like okay just stay calm wait to hear anything and i didn't hear anything back mm. um for for uh maybe like a week or two and i was like okay that's normal i guess i hope everything is all right right and i go in for a completely separate audition that had nothing to do with it and i just kind of forgot about it because i was like ah you know this happens sometimes they don't call back like i, I just kind of prepared myself as an actor, you kind of have to learn how to let go of the roles that you really want every once in a while because they don't actually come your way. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I did my best. That's all I could do. So I'm going in for this completely separate project called like like Mom or like Mother's Day or something. It was, okay. it was a feature film. And as I'm taping this audition, my mother, who's sitting in the waiting room, she gets an email and says that we want to see Michael on tape right this second we need a tape right now and we're like oh what the heck so i was there doing a completely separate audition and we just scrambled to like 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 learn this material like right away do it and tape it right that second so i was oh like god. oh my gosh oh my gosh okay 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 like it was like panic mode and i <laughs> I, I get all my lines i learned i i i looked them over we had to go out and buy new clothes because they oh wanted god. other stuff <laughs> and I, I I come back and uh, me and Kia, my 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 acting coach, Miss Kia, uh, we taped this thing like to the best of our ability, like 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 really like shaping, like refining, and and making sure the take was like absolutely perfect before we, we <laughs> sent it in. And we sent it in, and literally an hour later, they're like, <laughs> "Okay, okay." So what happened was. They wanted me to, to go out to California, but we didn't okay. know this. Um, okay. They, it, it, it was a bit of a, a miscommunication between my manager and mm -hmm. um, the people who were uh, taping for Warner Brothers and Netflix. And somehow it got lost in translation that I was supposed to go out there. And I just, I didn't, I didn't go out there for my final audition when I was supposed mm. to for, for the tape. So it was this big blunder that happened. And I was like, no, are you kidding me oh right now? Gosh. This is insane. And they literally got another Jackson. They got another Jackson in the part. What? So at this point, I literally lost the part. I lost it. Like, I was like, okay, this is zero hope. No done. I'm just shutting out. Oh, brain. no. Okay, they had another Jackson. I like, I, I don't know if you can go any farther into, okay, I lost the role than literally losing the role. Losing the role. Yeah, it's gone. So, uh, it, it's gone. It's lost. I'm like, okay, doesn't matter. We're all good. We're all fine. And then three days later, we get another call saying that, that they, 
that they didn't like that Jackson. Oh, no. that much. So I'm just like, I don't even know what to think. My mind's already scattered. It's already, I mean, I'm, I'm like 12, mind you. I was going to say, you're, you're just a, a, not even a teen yet. You're 12 I'm, years old I'm, and you're just going, what the hell? Right. I'm going, what the hell is going on? And they're like, okay, we want you to come out to LA right this second. And we're like, okay, right this second's a little crazy. Um, how about if we go early in the morning? So I go home, I pack, and I'm like, the whole time I'm going over my lines, I'm stressing oh out. God. I'm like, I'm going to LA. This is only like the third time I've ever been in LA. And, oh, wow. And so I show up at the airport. This is like six in the morning. And we, I, I woke up at like three to get on a flight, then mm-hmm. like four. And then we had a five hour flight and like the three hour time difference. So we get picked up by this actual limousine. No, really? How cool. Oh my gosh. What is going on right now? (laughs) So I'm telling you, everything was this surreal 24 hour turnaround. So we, we get in the airport. I'm sorry. We, 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 we get in the limousine. We go to Warner brothers, Warner brothers studios, like the studios. So I didn't, I couldn't really comprehend that I was on this lot right this second. And we go into like one of their casting offices, uh, but nothing was open because we got there at an ungodly hour. So <laughs> we are like, what do we do? Where do I stay? And uh, the, the security guard was nice enough to open up like the employee break room for us. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so we're, we're there before everyone else. And, um, and we're sitting in the employee break room. Like I was doing my, my makeup and I was getting my lines ready and I was just a place to chill. We had our bags with us, like from the airport. Oh my uh, Lord. And we, <laughs> after like what seemed like days, like <laughs> a couple hours passed and everything opened and someone came and got us. Um, her name is Alexa. She was the, the casting agent. I didn't know that at the time. And she's like, okay, hey, Michael, um, we're, you know, uh, seeing everyone now. And so we go back into this, like these long corridors of just office spaces. And on the walls, I remember very distinctly, they had all the projects that had been filmed there, like The Flash yeah. and yeah. Dexter. And I was like, whoa, like this is for real. Like this is going on right now. Mm-hmm. And that was just another part to the surrealness. Anyway, so I go to this waiting place. There's one other person there, one of the kid mice. Okay. He goes in first. I, again, I, I cannot express to you the amount of butterflies that were in my stomach at that point. The other kid goes in. I'm waiting. He comes out. Then they want to see me. I go into this place, and it was... It was a, it, it was not your typical like casting office place. It kind of looked like a small um, presentation room where there were, it, mm. it, there was like, 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 like these rows of, um, of desks. Oh gosh. And, and was I, it one of those auditions where there were like 30 people? There was like 30 people. There oh no. Like those are the worst. <laughs> and I was like, okay so there's a lot of people here um oh, i thought no. it was it was all the writers and the director and the casting agents and everyone so i sh- i i i go on to my mark the lights are in my face they're blinding me <laughs> and i can't really see anyone i do my thing almost on autopilot because i had just engraved it in my brain so so hard um they laughed it was a great time i went back to the waiting room and then after a few minutes someone came out and was like 
hey, uh, to, to the other kid, hey, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're going to go, Michael, um, just one, one more thing before you go. We have to tell you about your hotel information. And I was like, mm. okay, all right, I guess, um, I guess this is my hotel information. And my mom and I, we go into the room that I was casting in and all the people are kind of gathered in a circle and we're like, uh, what like what, what's going on what, what's going on what's going on <laughs> and like there's like a camera pointed towards me oh no like, what's going on here and bob boyette the one who who's like the president of of like warner horizon mm-hmm. he uh he said something along the lines of um uh michael like um congratulations on getting the part like 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 welcome wow. to the fuller and netflix family and I was, I, I started crying right, right then and there. I started crying. Oh yeah. I would yeah. too. That's I, so I, huge. I, 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 but like this again was not your typical audition process. No, because, not at all. Because not, not only did they tell me in the room that I had gotten the part, which is only something that like happens in movies. Like, like yeah. that, that, like usually it's like weeks that you hear anything or, or at least it happens through like an email. It happened right there, right then in the room. And they started rehearsing with the other Jackson. So I was oh, putting God. right a day before they they needed to start filming. So guess what I had to do? I had to get the entire script, learn all of it. I had to go back to my hotel room. The next morning, We I, I get my hair cut. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm in this new environment. I have to do a scene with a person live for a TV show. And it all happened <laughs> within 24 hours. And I, it was just this whole, oh, this shock that I still am not over. There's still a lingering bit still in the back of my mind that I, I, I'm pinching myself every time I, I even step close to Warner Brothers, um, because it, it's so, it's such a blessing that all that happened in, oh, 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 by the way, it happened <laughs> the week of my birthday. I got no way my birthday. Yep. Oh my gosh. What a great birthday present. I was turning 13 on the set, which is crazy. I love birthdays on sets. That's my favorite thing. I got so many presents. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a crazy like whirlwind for you. And also it's just bizarre to me because usually with, you know, series, you'll do chemistry reads too with the people who are, you know, playing opposite you, the people that have already been cast. So it's wild that you just literally flew in and they were like, yep, that's it. You're it. No, Moving on. All of that. Because wow. they, they they had chemistry reads with the other Jackson and things. Yeah. But he didn't fit the chemistry of the family, I guess. I don't even know the reason. They were very vague about the reason. Still to this day, I don't know. Well, um, you know, it happens. I mean, I, I mentioned this in the first episode too, but I'm going to mention it again because I think it's the craziest story. Eric Stoltz, who... Uh, was a big 80s movie actor was the original marty mcfly in back to the future and shot for six weeks before getting fired for chemistry reasons wow yeah it's crazy but it happens it and that's and that's so scary to me that i will work my butt off with for for a role i'll have it think everything is fine and then nope we don't like you bye that's yeah it's it's terrifying. I've replaced somebody on a on a show after they'd been fired and it was like a quick turnaround as well. I had to like go in really quickly, record a song, 
go do all this stuff and be filming this entire thing in three days. And I thought it was the most bizarre thing of my life. And I also feel really bad for the person who got fired, obviously. But just it's crazy when a whirlwind experience happens like that, especially one that's so life changing for you. So life changing. My life has turned 180. Like everything happened all at once in a good way. And I, gosh, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Okay. So you're, you're here, you're in LA, right? And you do the pilot. So do you automatically start the rest of the season? Like what happened? Were you just living in a hotel or did you guys eventually just say, okay, well, I guess we're staying here. (laughs) Right, right. So, so, so here's the, here's the extended version, I guess. Um, So (laughs) after I started filming, uh, we had two weeks of filming and then it was a hiatus. So Mm -hmm. I packed for two days. (laughs) <laughs> and I stayed there for two weeks oh, and um, I did, you know, two episodes because uh, uh, one week equaled one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I flew back to Florida and I gathered all of my things and we were like, okay, we're staying out here for the rest of the year, I guess. And literally it took from July all the way through, uh, I believe, November. And then um, wow. I was still I was still in school like all, all this happened where I, I was starting the- oh yeah you probably didn't have like homeschooling then yet right no 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 I was wow. in regular regular school so the first of all that was an abomination trying to to balance going to regular school and oh yeah um, no it doesn't work it does no, not work it does not work at all I was I had a full-time job and full-time school which yeah. for most kids, school is their full-time job. Right. So, yeah. You, you yeah. can't balance it. I tried balancing it too when I was around that age and I just learned that there was no way to do it. You absolutely cannot balance it unless you have a homeschool program and yeah. that's the only way. So that that first year was a big learning curve for everything. I learned so much in such a short amount of time. My brain was was fried. Like I needed wow. a, like, like, a, like a big rest. So we went back and... Um, I stayed in Florida until the next season, which was sort mm-hmm. of like February. And by then I started to get more acquainted. You know, I, I, I knew everyone. I knew the process. I knew what I was getting myself into. But, you know, it was still so new. And I was right. going so much I, I, as an actor. So it, in short, it was, <laughs> oh, gosh, like. It's it, such it's a Cinderella not, story. Oh, Cinderella story is, is, is an understatement for me. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But it does not happen often. And no. For the times that it does happen, um, I like to share it because it, it, it lets people know that these things actually happen to people. It's not just a thing in the movies. And if it happens to you, count your blessings because that's incredible. It's true. It doesn't happen very often. I love these types of stories because it reminds all of us that anything can happen at any point in your career. Yeah. And there have been plenty of roles where I've been in the opposite position where I, I'll get really close and then they'll be like, Hey, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go cry in my room now for yeah, a week. Cry just for yeah. Little. Basically. It's just like, let me be depressed for a week and then I'll come back to regular life at some point. <laughs> yeah. And that's what acting is. You do, it's, it's just, it's just a lot of failure, but I think mm-hmm. I, I've recently started to, to shift my mindset in the sense where um, I'm enjoying the process of auditioning a lot more. That's it, good. I, I, I've had to because now that Fuller House is done, it was actually really funny. Now, now that Fuller House is done, 
going back to normal auditions was difficult because yeah. I, I was like reading these auditions and I would do it like a sitcom every time oh, no. <laughs> I you know, untrain my mind. So uh, I, oh, no. I, I uh, going like acting classes was cool and yeah. like relearning all that really helped me uh, grow as an actor. I really want the next thing for me to do like uh like a dramatic role. Like, yeah, like, I was going to say, now that you've you know grown up on a sitcom, where do you want your career to head now that that's over and now that you're really entering your adult years? Right. Now that it's over, I want to show my dramatic side. Uh, and I love movies. I've always loved shooting movies. Um, me too. Doing, doing stuff on uh, like a set that is stable and you have a TV show is great as well. Please don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I want kind of a change of pace. I, I like not knowing where I'm going to be on location the next day. Like that's kind of a, an adventure it's fun. to me. Yeah. yeah. It's I've always fun. found TV shows to be too monotonous for, for how I like to live. I like to be in something for a few months and then move on to something else. Yeah. And I, I think that, after five years, I'm, I'm feeling that way just a little bit because I yeah. want, you know, I, I, I want that. I obviously don't want to go mm, too far. I, I, I think <laughs> that <laughs> money has, has been another <laughs> issue for me. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. But I would love to get a film anywhere, anytime, as long as I'm doing some kind of character that's a little bit more dramatic than, of course, a, 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 sitcom, a sitcom character. Yeah. That's so fun. Wow. What a story you had. That's crazy stuff. I love that. So much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, That was super cool. And I'm super excited to see where you land and what you do next. And it's going to be a fun adventure for you. You have so, so many years to be an actor. It's going to be great to see all the things that you become. I certainly hope so. And hey, if you seriously want to come to the Magic Castle, Email Turk and I will get you in at any point. It'll be great. I time. am so in. I cannot wait. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Michael for coming in and sharing his story with us. That was a wild ride. That kid's probably going to take over the world one day. I, I bet my uh, my stapler on it. I don't know why I bet a stapler. Anyway, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it now. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your cat. And I'll see you next week. As always, thanks for coming in. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror. Missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I... Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. Save yourself. Of course. What else would it be? The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.